a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. All right, welcome everybody to Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. Hey. Fly Racing 2020 Summer Camp. It's Christmas. Steve Mathis. I'm Chris. Christmas. So happy. God. So happy. Uh, and also, here we are in the beautiful uh, residence inn in downtown Boise. Also from us, from Fly Racing. Fly Racing. Two-time German Supercross champion. Two-time Montreal Supercross champion. Jason Thomas. Hi. Hey. RM Army member. I am. Hey. I am. I saw the old JT come out today. In the, in the pit bike race? Fire, we'll get fire eyes we'll get were coming out. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so here we are. Robin Boise flies. Got a bunch of media guys up here. And uh, debuting the 2020 stuff. Um, I guess, JT, uh, nothing really new uh, lines or anything like that. But new colors, new designs and all that. What was some of the things that you guys wanted to accomplish? Or what was some of the things that you're most stoked about with this line? Because I know what I am. Well, for 2019, we had so much change. Right. We had a new boot. We had a new helmet. We had three new goggles. We had new protection pieces. Um, so it was all over the map as far as revolutionizing the line. So for us to have that much change two years in a row is not really productive. Um, you need to give customers and dealers a chance to even catch up to what you've done already. So for us, 2020 was more about refinement and subtle changes, uh, improving the ventilation, uh, maybe subtle changes with stretch panels, and really just taking what you have and making it incrementally better Mm -hmm. instead of rethinking the entire thing. So it was easier in that aspect for us. Um, You know, it's maybe a little bit less to to teach, like at a media event like this, or to to tell dealers about. Um, But it's a little bit safer. We know we have, and we felt like we could take all those massive changes and make them 1% or 2% better and try to build the perfect product Mm -hmm. instead of rethinking the entire concept. What you like? What, what's your? What are you most stoked on? Well, for me, it's always been about light hydrogen. And yeah. So it's yeah. keep percent. Yeah, but that's kind of endemic to. Can we get the backstory to that, please? Because I talked to Where Shorty. Yeah, light hydrogen. So the story I was told, and Shorty would know better because I was still racing when this concept came about. Yep. But the story I've been told was uh, he and Trey were both Honda guys. Exactly. Right? Long time. And uh, I was wearing this stuff at the time, too, and it was really heavy. Didn't oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The, the Evo stuff especially was heavy, and, and Shorty wouldn't even wear it back then. He would only wear Kinetic, and that's why where his love affair with Kinetic came in. Uh, but the Evo stuff was what they pushed on us, and it was super heavy, crazy durable, like multi-season durable, but for a Supercross guy. So you guys didn't care. Who cares? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it lasts 21 laps, perfect. perfect right? Yeah. right? 
So those two, um, obviously they were the marquee athletes for fly racing. They went to Jerry Waythrop, who's still our creative director, and said, we want something that's purpose-built, performance-driven for for us. Uh, Honda spending astronomical amounts of money to get our bikes light and to perform. But our gear is so freaking heavy. Like, you're adding literally like a pound of weight mm-hmm. in this pan, just the pan alone, that is useless. All a these, pound, yeah. All these yeah. TPR panels, all these things that do zero good for, for guys like us, yeah. right? So what are, the, what are the possibilities of building something that would really suit our needs? And that opened up a whole new line of thinking as far as, well, if these guys want it, maybe there's a customer out there, too, that maybe they're not worried about two or three seasons worth of durability. Mm-hmm. They want something that's going to work in that moment absolutely the best way possible, the lightest, the most movement, the most free gear that you could possibly get as far as uh, movement. Uh, so that was really the initial stages of it. And, you know, that was maybe 2010, end of 2010, 2011. Uh, so now, you know, we're sitting here in the 2020 line, and I really feel like we've taken some pretty huge strides with light hydrogen. But that was the initial concept was Honda spending insane yeah. amounts of money on our bike. Why are we not matching that with the performance of our apparel we're putting on? And Fly was worried about it selling, I guess. They were like, ah, we don't know if it's going to sell. Well, not even so much that then. It was more of we had just never even really thought about the concept. Um, those guys, really, it was their baby. And, and we approached it as if there are customers, great. But if not, let's take a chance. Let's build something that no one else is really, you know, nowhere else, no one else is yeah, yet, right? right? And, and obviously, that's where motocross is trending now. Everyone's there now. But flashback to 2011, yeah. the concept was foreign. Like, no one was really thinking that way. One, which, had, a, one had a line, right? They had a line called the Vapor. Yeah. But it was almost like pajama pants. Yeah. Yeah. It had no stretch panels. It had no, yeah. it was not durability at all. It wasn't performance. It was just light. We wanted to combine the two. We wanted performance and lightweight yep. and minimalist, which is uh, it just wasn't out there. So we were almost willing to take a chance. And if the customers didn't come around, okay, right. we're going to take a chance and go pure performance on yep. this thing. Um, I like the new graphics on the on the formula. Much improved. Very very nice. I like all those graphics. I do too. And I yep. and I'm gonna be straight up. Like I thought the original graphic when they came out was kind of bland for mm-hmm. me. But now that I've seen them, the all the helmets, yep, it looks really good. Yep, I like the um, I like the camo. The camo, yeah, weird. The camo on the mannequin. I'm like, eh, whatever. Seen camo. Right. Today, maybe it was just Aaron Hansel being so gorgeous. <laughs> but uh, Hansel was wearing the camo. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's Evo. Yeah, Evo's Evo. Evo. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that looks pretty cool. Well, yeah. and, and like the other that. colors in the blue and the red and the black, it's subtle. Yeah. You know, it's a subtle camo, but camo's super on trend right now. Yeah. Like if you went to any sort of fashion show for non-moto endemic stuff, it's really on trend. Um, we'll, we'll ask Eric. Right. But if, you know, and, and all the moto companies, pants, all the moto companies follow trends yeah. from other industries, right? Yep. They all go to the same shows, and that's right. why you see science. Yeah, whether it's Fly or whatever brand you pick, you're going to see the same color trends come out within a, a year or two of yeah. each other. Because yep. everyone's, oh, we went to the show, and this is the next color, so right. we're going to use Neon, them. At some point, flow yellow, neon high yellow. Was yeah, high is the industry term for it. Jesus. And it's, it's still in. Still available. Yeah. Well, and it's still in, but it's more of hits of it, yeah. Yeah. where it was just in your face before. Yeah. But when we look at how it's selling and what moves and what doesn't, it's unbelievable, but it still works. Yeah. It yeah. does. It's crazy to me. Like I'm like, how long can this thing hang on? Yeah. But when you look at it, and we have a kinetic line that has a lot of high-vis in it, 
it's pre-booking like crazy. Yep. And yep. you're just like, man, is this thing ever going to die? I like the uh, the red, white, and blue, all white jersey, blue pants, uh, a little bit red on the sleeves and stuff. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. cool. I That's... like the blue and white. That yeah. blue crew. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, the and the red, white, and blue that you're talking about mm-hmm. for Kinetic is uh, it's one of the only white-based options we have oh. for mm-hmm. a jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when we when we build a line, and it's a huge collaborated effort between design and sales and all kinds of people. Um, we have to take all those things into account. Is the line too dark? Do we have a white option? Do we have an option for every OEM? Do we have an option for someone who wants to stand out? Do we have an option for someone who wants to look neutral? Do you have a hit list, or does it just come with you guys? Like what were you just saying? Like you have X, X, X. We got to hit all of these. Well, they just, all those questions come up. Okay. Like, and we try to look at it with a, we try to paint it with a really broad brush. Okay. And when we think we have it dialed, we just say, hey, everybody start asking questions and make sure we have something for that person. Yeah. Who's a potential customer? Name them and see if we find something that we can put there's them into that There's a guy spot. in the high desert who would like all white gear. Yeah. I did get it. I can't talk trash anymore because they hooked me up. I love them for it. Yeah. Thankfully, you didn't make the moto, so you didn't like jack it up anymore. Right. That was yeah. my whole plan. Right. That was. A great I didn't tell plan. anybody, right. but I did it for the gear. That was well, a great plan. <laughs> and, and you know the the funny thing, and people have probably heard me say this, but I love all white too. Yeah. I raced in it, you know, way back in the day on subway, and I think it's awesome. But in my position, I have to look at the dollars and cents of yeah. it. Yeah. And we've done it in the past, and I talk to dealers, I talk to customers, and the pushback is. It stains and the stuff's expensive, and I can't afford to buy another set, and I can't wear it if it's orange. It like gets blown out orange, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the whole thing. It's not that people don't like it; it's that they're spending their hard-earned money on it, and they want something that's going to look just as good now yeah. as it does in six months. Um, this is the 2020 Fly Summer Camp on the Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast, brought to you by Maxis and the folks at Alpine Stars. By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. So today. Last night was a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pike was there. He actually was sort of behaved. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah he's Shorty's no, he's here. Oh, no, no. Shorty's here. Shorty's here. Um, Shorty's a... Just There's a no better human. Unbelievable person. Oh, my God. There's dude. no better human yeah, being. Yeah, it's... Other he, than his dislike of Texas. Right. I, what else can you say about him? He wants to live in Boise. Okay. Yeah. He said yeah, he would he love does. to get Jackie to get out he here. Does. He yes. can't. Yes, yeah. And he's been saying that for years. He was bored yesterday. He, he is an active person. He texted me and said, do you just want to go walk around with me? So we went and walked around mm-hmm. the city. Very smart dude. Yeah, nice. And we didn't talk about dirt bikes once. Just yeah, a normal smart. dude. Yeah. Yep. He took photos of me all day today. Like, yeah. So uh, he's just a down to earth yeah. person. Dinner last night. It was very nice. Um, and then we uh, today we head out to the track. Yep. Good track. Prepped nice. Yeah. Uh, now I want to just make something clear here. The guys at Fly Racing and JT really came through for me because yeah. I was not told that there would be riding today. Oh, my God. There was riding tomorrow, trail riding, or whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. And I, What do you think we home. were going to do all day today, then? I don't know. Okay. But I was informed there was riding yesterday, and I'm like, wait, I want to ride. And the guys at Fly Racing and JT jumped through hoops and got me a complete set of gear to ride today. I was stressing. I was happy. Fantastic. This makes me happy. It's so fantastic. What, I'll fill people in, and, and Steve may not even know this, but you know, for WPS, right? WPS is the parent company of Fly Racing. It's a, a massive distribution company. So we distribute, I don't know, 800 brands, something like that. Crazy, right? 
and dealers across the country, well, specifically this warehouse that I was worried about, the Northwest and any product maybe we didn't have another warehouse, they're they're processing orders that are going out to dealers all yeah. over the place, right? And the afternoon's the worst because dealers the, the orders come in in the morning, they get processed in the afternoon and they gotta get out. They have to get out by a certain time in the afternoon or they don't make it. Dealers are pissed because they didn't arrive the right. next day. It's a bad deal. So for me to in- inject an order in there and say, hey, I need this like within the next hour or two, it's it's bad. They piss they get pissed. They get really mad. Yeah. Yeah. The warehouse manager, he's incredibly efficient, but he's he's a hard ass. Yeah. And he have to be. Yeah, he just to has to make be it in work, his job. Right? And I he didn't say anything to me, but I haven't been in the office either. I guarantee you he was not pumped. Huh? But well, I, I got to go riding. At the end of the day, and it was important. Right. And I if he was gonna yell at me, I would just say, Hey, life's hard sometimes. Like things well, have to happen. What's so, sad is we didn't get any photos of you riding today. Uh, we're not allowed to. I uh, was not able to ride my blue crew, and that is a violation of all terms of my contract. Okay. Uh, so we go out to the track today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're out there at 8, 7, when we get? 7.30. 7.30. Uh, there's one man dressed by 7.40, clapping his hands, yep. getting on a motorcycle. It's Chris Kiefer. Yes. Not shocking. Ready I, to go. I'm ready. How muddy was it when you first got out there? It was a little muddy, but yeah. I rode national, so it's not national muddy. Yeah, yeah. So a new track, new gear. Not my bike. You are. You damn. You are. Well, I'm getting my shit that. together yeah. and going out riding, right. so I'm in. You're all over it. Yeah. So uh, it was fun. It was a good time. I rode a off-road KTM that was really slow and horribly <laughs> undersprung, and then I got on a Rockstar Edish. Yeah. Husky that was okay motor-wise and still horribly undersprung. undersprung. Yeah. I mean, it was undersprung for JT, and I it, was probably hundred pounds yes. more than it's JT. Fine. So yeah, uh, I wasn't enjoying that part of it so much. Like oh. I didn't feel like I could jump anything safely. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of small jumps, but uh, it was still fun. The track was prepped pretty good. And, Track's and then, flowy, jumpy, and, fun. And, and Damon Bradshaw, he was there today, and he must have rode three I, hours? Look, the guy's not human. Look, Did he ride three hours? Look, he, he loves it. I'm, I usually pride myself on riding a lot. He rode so much today. Dude. And may or may not have rode other bikes. He was... Out there. Him, and, him and Weston were out ripping together. Grinding. Like, yes. It was Blue Groove, Dusty. He's still out there riding. Yep. And let me tell you, so I've never argu- seen a gas gas go that fast in my life. We had an argument, JT, yesterday at dinner. Not an argument. Discussion. Okay. Current 1995 and older right. riders. Yep. Any rider you want. Who's the fastest right now? Not, not back in the day. I mean, right now on modern bikes. On the, on the same and bike. I said Dubok. After what? The Bradshaw? Wow. No. After watching Bradshaw no, today, Bradshaw's I think faster. the doctor. Yeah. Serious, Bradshaw's he is. I, I was on Dubok. He was yeah. on Dubok too. Not on that track today. That's what I'm saying. Gwen Helen, but not today. I watched Bradshaw. Damon today, and look, I rode with him last year at the other yeah. track. This year, he's faster this year. I don't Dude. know if he's he's riding he's more. angrier or something. But he looked really, really good. So the thing about Damon, he lives in a town called uh, named McCall. Okay, it's about a hundred uh, hundred miles north of here, maybe a little more, but it's in the mountains. It's about five thousand feet elevation. They have a really long winter. Okay, his wife loves it up there. Uh, and when he's not there, he's traveling for WPS. He he works for WPS. He's a he's a full time employee. So he does dealer ride days, dealer visits, uh, all kinds of stuff for us. So when he gets to leave McCall and not go on a work trip and get to go riding, he's going to make the most of it. I agree. Yeah. And that's absolutely what happened I, today. I think the doctor's belt is in danger. I think so, too. 
Like it's not I'm chicken. a big doctor fan. It's not chicken. It's not chicken. And chicken's out. It's chicken's out. <laughs> chicken's out. Wardy, Wardy's Stan's bet, pretty good. I bet you Wardy holds. I think Wardy's on the podium. I bet Stan's pretty Wardy's good. Wardy's older now, like yeah. getting up there. So, but you watch Bradshaw ride. He still has that like pissed off energy yeah. when he rides. He rides yeah. like he's young. Yes. Like he doesn't Elbows look. Elbows up. Like he's like 48 maybe. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's 48 no. when he's out there. No. Right. At all. No. And we talked about today. I talked to him a little bit today and I was on that specific topic. I was like, look, if I'm 43, I don't want to ride like I'm 43. I want to look like And yeah. he's like, yeah, me too. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. And he does. And we were all waiting for you while you were having this conversation. Uh, it's, it's the beast, dude. Okay, I know. I know. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. So, okay. So we rode the day. It was great. Thanks for getting those um, gear and stuff for me. I rode in the FR5 boots, which I'd never ridden before. It's a new product from Fly last year. They're 249 bucks. 269 279 269 yeah, mid-range, though. Yep. Um, I'm a Tech7 guy normally, and I was pretty surprised at those boots. Have you ridden with them much? I have. I did last yeah, year when I was are, here. I mean, again, they're half the price of an A-Star. Right. Right? Half, probably? Yeah, well, a Tech 7, which is what you prefer, yep. is 360 Okay, so 100 so, bucks less. Yeah, it's not. We don't compete with the Tech yeah. 7. We're not trying to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I asked, you that, I asked you that today. I go, was it hard to break in? You're like, no. No, it's, dude. It's no, break in's really good. Dude, yeah. it's really yeah. good. Like, there's a little bit of excess leather in places, yeah. uh, but uh, the buckles were good and it really and good. And we really try to be realistic. We don't want to compete with the Tech 7. Yeah. We, and we don't price ourselves to compete against the Tech 7, but... Going against what we go up against, yeah. which I won't name on the podcast because it doesn't need to be named, but we are the best boot in that spot. Dude, I like them. So, I like them. And that, that's all really you wear them more? They got two hinges on them. I think I would wear them again. Yeah. I do. We're the only boot in that price that has a dual hinge, yeah. which helps with the break in, oh, right. helps with the, the you know flexibility yeah. and all yeah. right away, right? Yeah, that's the it. big thing. That's good. I, and I had to wear some fly goggles. How'd I that like go? those too. Yeah. I did. Four layer foam. So you're going to be a head to toe guy, you think? Gotta redo my deal for that. You're already the highest paid media member we have. Right. I'm gonna redo your deal that. again. I doubt that. I mean, come on. I mean, it's a fact. I just told you. I think I made it up. <laughs> right. I mean, I should listen. Be. You I guys listening be. out listen, there? You, 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 you can clip a lot of these guys here. Let's hear. So you want us to clip them? You're already the highest paid guy, and you want us to clip more people? Give me their money. <laughs> See where this is going. Clip them. For those of you listening, this is all freaking day long with these two. This is all day. <laughs> you talk about me going peck, peck, peck. You two back and forth. This is what it's like. Well, whatever. I mean, okay, so we also, there'll be a video out later. Uh, I've been ranting and raving on the Pulp Show about Marv at Redbud getting trapped under his bike. Yep. We reenacted that today. I've been saying, I want to do this. I want to do this. Marks, let's do this. Reenactment is strong. Yeah, you're complaining because the bike needed to be well, on. Dude, I'm, okay, hold, hear me okay, out. I'm, hear me I, out. I'm not 100 percent reenactment. Okay, you're right. right. Okay, hear me out. First of all, can I just say I was shocked at how many like there was like a group of like 40 people there. Yeah, watching. There was. Yeah, they oh, yeah. They I'm like, it. what is everybody doing? They okay. Yeah. My only and, and I've I've said this. You did everything right. Okay. But to me, we had a photo of Marv, so we yep. re, like we staged it the yep. same. Yep. yep. To me, the biggest factor though was that I think Marv was scared. Like, I think he was... Because the chain... If you look at the picture of the chain in the wheel right here, next to his helmet, mm-hmm. I think he was scared to move because he was scared to up. hit it. Yeah. Okay? I think if, like... 
Marv, nothing's going to happen to you. Just get out from under your bike. I think no problem. He can get out from under his bike. Like, that's a wiry dude and super athletic. Was like, his bike on running? Yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the rear wheel was spinning. It's oh, okay. spinning, yeah. And the chain, if you look at the picture, the chain's right by his helmet and the tire's right by his helmet. Okay. I think he was just scared to move because he didn't want to hurt himself getting out of I, it. I, but if I see a train coming down the tunnel, I'm going the other way. So if I see a, a chain... He couldn't see it, though. But if you I know, know that, the chain right? and where the chain is, I'm going the other way to get out of my bike. That well, he's saying thing. he could probably hear it or feel it. Well, so. I'm just saying go to the front end. Go like go away from the but, chain. Yeah. So anyway, with, so, with a bike pendulum of... Uh, we'll yeah, see the video, I mean, yeah. and we reenacted it, and I had the, and you guys dropped the foot peg on my back, and it really hurt. I mean, we tried not to I know, I yelled foot yeah. peg like 30 I times. I know. It wasn't... Nobody was... I hope nobody was doing it. And it was probably some media people that would like to drop it Well, they were all looking at the frame and the picture, and I'm like, look at the freaking foot peg because you're about to put it through his back. Right. You know who didn't give a shit about that? Who? Bradshaw. Bradshaw. So we're, <laughs> we're on the track staging this, and Damon is doing laps. Dude. And he came, comes by, and he went by. The, there's a rut was literally a foot 10 inches away from where we were. He did not no, break. He not just ripped it. He yeah. was not amused that probably by our No, he was like, no. what are these assholes like, doing? Get off my track. Right, yeah. Get off my yeah. track. So we reenacted it. We'll, Michael Lindsay filmed it. We'll have a video up shortly. But suffice to say... I made my point. If, if okay, and I'm gonna go victory I will, lap here. I will go so far as to say, if he wasn't scared, it's pathetic. That's all I got. If he wasn't scared, you, it wasn't no even. Yeah, I'm not gonna give it away, but I'm just saying. Look, you did say "ow" a few times. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you did say and, "ow." And I, the bike was hot. The exhaust was hot, not yeah. burning hot like Marv's, but it was a crisp temperature. <laughs> it in was my back. a crisp temperature. I mean, I thought you did well for what was it just, presented. My whole point on the shows was it, Marv. It looked like a sniper got him. Well, yeah. like just, and that's what led me to say the only possible explanation is that he was scared. What else could it be? Because watching you get out, that's what else is there? Like he don't should, give it away. Okay, well he should be able to get out though. He's a very yes, talented, uh, athletically gifted. Look, dude. he still rode his balls off to get six or seven. Right. seven. He rode great. Yeah, but if he had he gotten up, he might have been gotten third. I don't know. I'm Yoga. What place would you think you would have gotten as fast as you think you could have gotten out? <laughs> First or second for sure. But I'm just saying. Okay, so we had a fun day today. It was, it was a good time. Um, uh, and Kiefer, so you wore the light hydrogen today? Light hydrogen yeah. and uh, transparency is my middle name here. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of black before I opened up my gear bag. That's I saw. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I opened up my gear bag and I saw black gear and I'm like, ah, put it on. God, this guy and his. Hold on. This, Hear me out. Let me finish the story. Unbelievable. Put this stuff on and then I saw photos because we were talking about how they use high-vis little, yeah, little pieces. And it, it looks badass. So um, some white boots, black gear, that little high-vis, I like and, and it. And talking about Shorty, he's out there. He's not riding. He's got a rally coming up and everything. And then Shorty's just like, hey, man, I'll take some photos of you. Yeah. So Shorty goes out there. Yep. And then what happens? Shorty goes out there, and then uh, good old Michael Lindsay sees us out there, and he's like, I want a part of this. Yep. And uh, Shorty's like, yeah, I'll take pictures of you too. We form a nice inside rut where there's some mud. You know, the, the track's still muddy a little yeah. bit, but there's a nice rut. Uh, Michael Lindsay proceeds to go about eight inches to the right of the rut instead of going inside <laughs> of it and tries to plow it in front of Shorty, sticks his front end, falls in Shorty. Shorty falls backwards. They're on top of each other. <laughs> Shorty's in the Blackwater 100. 
<laughs> nice work. Nice work, talking boy. Dude. And Shorty does not have a change of clothes no. to go to the airport. No. So he is out polishing his shoes before he leaves. Yeah. Good job, Michael Lindsay. And <laughs> to confirm how nice Shorty is, he laughed, didn't say anything right. to Michael. I'm sitting there going, you're a fucking dick, Mike. <laughs> Shorty does not say anything. Right. No, Shorty wouldn't say anything. No. But, but that was a good time. I saw the photo of that, and I'm just like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. So The, the, the funny thing is, I saw it all coming. Yeah. Right when he didn't yep. go on the run, I'm like, this is happening. Yep. Oh, by the way, coming up after this little review, uh, Dan Plant, uh, JT, who's a PhD, yep. helped design Rion, which is in the new Formula That's Helmet. That's his baby. Rion is him. Yeah. He's all him. Um, smart guy. And yeah. uh, so we talked to him, and we're going to put that on the end here. So if you're if you're wondering about the Formula Helmet and what makes it stand out, what makes it unique, why you should buy it, listen yeah. to this Englishman, who's much smarter than any of us. And we asked some questions. I know you guys asked these to me, is what's the differences between helmets and, and the, the technology, and we talk about that, too. Yeah. So. But it's funny. So even on the podcast, and I, w- I was sitting in on that, um, but he he dumbs it down so much to even have a normal conversation because I've, I've been in on conversations where he's not dumbing it down. And I don't even know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> he's been around long enough that he knows the dumbest thing um, he's talking about. So when he's in his element, and and in the early days he was, I don't know if he was trying to sell us on it because we were already building this helmet. It was we were doing it no yeah. matter what. But he was speaking in pure scientific terms about what the helmet was doing and the energy absorption and everything. And it, everybody to a man in our company from our owner, Craig Shoemaker. Did he fly our, here or did you got This somebody? was a conference call yeah, okay. that I'm referencing to our VP, to our director of sales. Everybody in the room was just looking down going, I don't know what he's saying. Because he was using words and terminology and yeah. uh, speeds and jewels for energy. And it was like, what? It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was but. so far over our heads. So even in a conversation, I know he's trying to put it in layman's yeah. terms, but that is a well, smart man. I mean, besides all the safety factor, much better graphics this year, Keeper, for 2020. We complain about the visor a little bit, but honestly, I... Maybe I'm just getting used to it. It doesn't look that bad on this new colorway. So. It's got to be lower. Mm-hmm. Funny, though, JT uh, posted some photos on Instagram on RacerX and on Pulpamex of the photo. Got multiple people said the visor looks longer, and it's not. Oh, yeah, I did it's the graphic. Yeah. It has like a, a split uh-huh. on the top, yeah. and it just, it's it just visually looks wrong. Longer. How funny is that, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, multiple mean, people are like, Isn't Well, it that? just means you guys are wrong before because it's now it just looks longer and you don't see it anymore. So, it's yeah, it's been fine the whole time. Okay. Uh, How many uh, colorways in the formula? Uh, so we're carrying the old graphic, which is u- typical for us. Right. Uh, so the origin graphic will stay. The vector graphic is new. There's a blue, a red, a... Black? Uh, orange? Uh, the black carbon fiber will yep. stay. Um, an orange that Aaron Hansel was wearing today. Yep. Um, you look good, Hansel. You did look good today. Man, I'm trying to think. That black and high-vis one I wore? High-vis, yep. So is that four or five new ones plus the black, that solid black and solid white plus all the origin? So it's about 12, I think, is the total number altogether. So... Stay tuned for that podcast uh, with Dan Plant. Um, after the motos were done, we had a nice little lunch. Yep. And then uh, the pit bike race began. Yeah. Or did the pit bike race go before lunch? Pit bike race was before, before lunch. lunch. Okay, so anyways, pit bike race, it was divided into uh, the party group. Party yep. class, pro class. Party yep. class, pro class. And that's where JT, the old JT, came out, Kiefer. Yep. And typical JT, he got kind of quiet, didn't talk much, um, rode. 
He made the main. Mm-hmm. Made the, got the transfer. The, the got the transfer main. out of won heat. The heat. Yep. Got the transfer out of heat. Took won, it. Won the heat. Yep. Yep. Okay, sorry. Won the heat. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, yeah. damn it. So here we go. Yeah. And uh, in the main, uh, one of the MXA guys took him out into the weeds. Hold on. The, the, one of the MXA guys, he raced nationals two years ago. Yes. So. Mosman. Josh, Josh Mosman. Mosman, right. yeah. Good rider. Great rider. Nice kid. Good guy. Um, Push JT out in the weeds. Yep. And you could see the steam coming out of that formula. <laughs> yeah. you know those exhaust ports out of the yeah, formula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The steam just coming yeah. out. Yeah. And then Not happy with Mosman. I was hot. There was a left. But was it a dirty move? It just sounds like he pushed you well, out. He I ran mean, me off the track, off a jump, and I went off the track, off a jump. Oh, in, Into okay. like a sand wash. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't okay. good. So there, after this jump, there was Gallagher a left and a right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You probably would have got docked for yeah. this one. But there's a left and the right. Getting arrested. He just beelined it across. And I was like, oh, shit. So he was AC. He was Adam. Yeah. yeah. He just, just was coming for him. Like, I cut a whole section off to go after this dude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's going to be fun now. So cameras started coming out. I'm like, you hey, never, follow never, JT around. Follow JT you around. You never caught him? You never caught him? No. Well, and I'll tell you where I was at. Uh, I had a couple of opportunities. And I kept thinking I'm at a work <laughs> event. And I'm going to hurt this person and get fired. And Mosman's so cool. He's, He's such a nice, a nice kid, dude. And I, so I, I checked up every time. <laughs> <laughs> but only because I didn't want to get fired. Right. But otherwise, he'd probably still be laying out there. Because my plan was get behind him, and when, you know, these corners on your pit bike, yeah. they broadside. Yeah. I was just going to hit him as fast as I could broadside. You were going <laughs> to oh, You were just going to go to the exit of the corner. Hey. No, when he broadsided, oh, oh. I was going to hit him just, center punch. Oh, just right, yeah, yeah. wide stay, open. Dude. When he breaks, I don't. He turns sideways, I don't. I hey, hit him straight on. What's awesome is he didn't say much, and then we got back to the truck. He pulls me aside. He's like... Dude, I'm seeing red. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm seeing red. I go, why? He's yeah. like, I'm still hot. Right. I'm still hot. Right. I'm like, oh, he's back. He's I, like, well, I wouldn't even take my goggles off. I didn't take my goggles off, my yeah. helmet, nothing for yeah. like 30 minutes. Um, so I was going to lose so, it. Uh, and then we had Aaron Hansel and, and Anton. Yeah. Collisions. They're both all in scratched the party up. class. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, the party unbelievable. class was fun to watch. Yeah. It was really good. Hansel got his revenge, though. Oh, I thought Anton got the revenge. No, no. Oh, oh. No, no. Anton knocked Hansel down. Okay. Then Hansel cut the track a la JT and then knocked him down and dragged him across the top right, of the jump. Right. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's war. It was great. Yeah. So we had the pit bike race. We had trophies given up. Whose idea was a pit bike race? That was a horrible idea because he knew that was what's going to come out. It's Paul. Yeah. That was Paul. Yeah. yeah. It was dusty. <laughs> the bikes didn't shift that good. So everyone was saying they had to, had to rev them to about three. Some guys were transferring to shoes after the boots. Yeah. 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 The, the bikes were. A challenge. Um, Bradshaw, I said, Bradshaw, why aren't you doing that? He said, I'll kill us on a bitch. Dude, that if, was me. That would have been yeah. that I should have stayed away. Yeah. Right. I, I, I right. know myself well right. enough. I should have right. stayed away. Uh, what was the weirdest thing, speaking of Anton, what was the weirdest thing you saw Anton do in the last couple of days? Mm. Anton's been good this week, yeah. I think. Yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. weird. Nothing weird. It's been me mostly being the weird. Anton, yeah. did you, were you all in on the vegan stuff? Yeah, 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 he had all the vegan stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's like a big welcome addition for you, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I do like talking to Anton about Magic City, stuff like that. Are right. you going on the trail ride tomorrow, right. Anton? Yeah, we have vegan options for lunch tomorrow. Like, we literally had yeah. to have someone drive up there and talk to the people to work out a vegan option. Yeah, yeah for, for Anton. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 So. Um, hey, the, for you. but straight up, I get to wear a lot of gear. You know, JT. Mm-hmm. And every time I get back in fly racing, it's... 
It's really comfortable stuff. I like it. I've, I always talk about it on my podcast that Light Hydrogen is like my favorite set of gear. Yep. It fits well. It breathes well. And uh, I, I, I to me, have... like the colors that they have, I was worried coming into this. I was like, God, I hope they don't screw it up because I liked the 19 colorways a lot. Yep. And... 20 why, colorways are good. Why don't you ever wear the stuff that I have? I love that. The kinetic mesh, the 2019 and a half. I do have a set. I do wear it. Dude, it's and so I like good. It. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I like it. I think I like it. I like it because I'm fatter, and it, I feel like it just stretches everywhere to fit you. Yeah. See, yeah like I, it's, I'm a hydrogen guy because I like to stretch stuff. Yeah, me too. I like Maybe I should get into the hydrogen stuff. But well, that's what we talked like about. like no matter how fat you are, this, this kinetic mesh will fit you and adjust to all your fatness. I like it. But I, I tell people this all the time. Even if you're a little bit bigger, this stuff is not a clingy type of right. gear. Yeah. It doesn't cling to you. Right. It just right. form fits. It's nice. Right. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis. MXSD tire developed by Jeremy McGrath. Used by AJ Cantonzaro. Alpine Stars as well. Tech 7, Tech 10, the most advanced booty motocross today. Oh, wow. And, and Race Tech. Thanks to Race Tech as well for coming us, coming on board. Uh, ben LeMay using Race Tech. Michael Lessie using Race Tech up in Canada. Do you get like emails about people asking about McGrath and Maxis? Like, how much did he really help? Or the history of that? Because uh, I've never used Maxis before. So yeah, I well, no, this new tire is a step up for them. It is yeah, better, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is better. That's such an easy mark for people. It's like, oh, Jeremy, yeah. Maxis, blah, blah, blah. He, run, he actually runs them. He uses them. Yeah, yeah he's got them. He no, that's cool. Them. I mean, yeah. to me, I think it's awesome for the cat. I, made I don't want upstart's not the right word because in the ATV, UTV world, yeah, Maxis they're is they're awesome. And, but, huge and bicycle world, they're really Yeah, but for moto, most people wouldn't associate that. So I give him credit for stepping up and going after And the cat made main. Them. Yeah, I mean, you can't compare McGrath and Kenzaro. No, I'm you saying can. the cat made me. Sure. So okay. You made it, yeah, okay, I don't right. know. Well, Shugle this weekend, what are the guys wearing? Pretty sure. All of it. I mean, guys will have all it's kinds all of stuff. Out. Different Ra- colors, different lines, all through practice Paul motos. Paul the code to save at yeah, Race Thanks to Race Tech. <laughs> wasn't known to read yet. It's, sorry, uh, sorry. I mean, yeah, it's spread out through everybody. All the privateers will have it. I was going to say, so everyone gets it. Everybody. Okay. And so, we've, we've gone back and forth on that over the years. It was, do we do the elite guys? And then uh, it wasn't me, but I remember saying, let's just do it for everybody. Just paint the whole field. I don't care if they get 40th. I don't care if they get 60th. Put them in the stuff. Because everybody that shows up Saturday morning, they're going to see them. Right. right? And they're going to be like, damn, that, that stuff's different. I've never seen that before. Right? And right. that's the whole goal. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So, And not to mention, those guys that don't make the motos, they're stoked. They get to wear new stuff that nobody else has. That's a cool feeling. I remember being that guy. You're like, I was that yes, guy. I want that stuff so yeah. bad. Well, you get to wear that stuff. That's what I'm saying. I was that guy. Um, yeah. So tomorrow, I'm, I'm taking off. But uh, those white water rafting and trail riding. Yep. Kiefer, you are going white water rafting, and it's been nice knowing you. Thank you. Say hi to Heather for me. <laughs> I will Thank take you. care of Heather in your and Oreo, please. I, I will take care of Heather. I will comfort her at night. Thank you. And no problem on that. I'm going trail riding. Yes. Anton's going trail riding. Yes. Have you seen the River Wild? Yes. I don't, I'm trying to block that out right, right now. Yeah, that's what there happened. was a fatality uh, two weeks ago. What? Yeah. Here? They closed that part. So you're not going on that part. Fuck. Yeah. No. If I sleep in tomorrow, in, in all honesty, I'm not down here. Oreo can are no, welcome to come on over. In all honesty, I don't know what happened. I did hear there was, but I know they closed that part of the river. Um, but, I mean. Mm. Yeah, good luck. 
It's like Anton Unfortunately, JT, any type of action sport, there there's risk. Right. Just like dirt bikes, just like driving a car, just like whitewater rafting, just like parachute jump, whatever. Well, right? There's a risk. So. All right. Hey, thank you for uh, letting me be a part of Pulp. Yeah, Appreciate no, it. No problem. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, whitewater rafting. <laughs> Gotta go. I do enough riding. I'm going to go do something yeah, different. Yeah, something different, for sure. Right. It's, it's actually, JT, it's a very Idahoian thing, right? Yeah, well, and that's like, part of this event. Right. Is and next year we'll be in Vegas for the launch, so. No. Uh, this event's in its current form the last few years. We've wanted to get people more associated with what we're about. Not only Moto, but just the culture of yeah. this company because it's it's inundated into everyone. It's just a part of who you are if you work for WPS or Fly Racing. Idaho becomes a part of you, and we think that's a good thing. And there's so many people moving here every day. It's obviously a good thing. So, right. um, yeah, of course we want to go ride dirt bikes, and we want to talk to you about gear. But it's also what we're about, and what a great place to live and, and work. So that's part would be of it great too. up here. It would be fun. E-bike life would be fun. Last year we went mountain biking. It was badass. Yeah. Hashtag don't move here. <laughs> uh, are we on our third or fourth year of this? Four. Fourth. Big, big Fourth. Uh, undertaking for all the marketing guys, Paul and Davis and everybody, right? Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Like, w- here's the deal. Yeah, you guys, us sh- media guys, we show up. Yeah. the shit is already laid out. Dude, right? I got gear in like twelve hours. Well, yes, yeah. and but there's so much stuff out for us to look at and to see. And yeah, gear in like two things. hours. I got an axe. I had it at five o'clock. True, I didn't tell you that. And we got those arches that blow up on a tent. Yes, and a semi truck. There's a lot of and, stuff and going on. All these idiots like Anton had chairs and gear bags and everything. And all we do is. Open up our gear bags and ride, and then right. leave. Like, think yes. about those thing, that big wooden thing that was hanging down right. last night. All the right. stuff that was taped on the glass. Yeah, like that. I mean, right. That stuff is months of planning. There were there were companies that came and taped all the glass. Like you guys you know, keep and, that stuff, right? No, they they removed all the tape with a. Gasket no, I'm talking about that wood night. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. we got we got um, axes with our company name on it. That's badass. Yeah. Anton's going to do something weird with his. Those axes are cool. Yeah. Those are way cool. I want one. Those are cool. Yeah. Go, that's going up in my fireplace. Okay. Um, all right. Um, what else? Anything else? Fly racing. When's it, when's it available, JT? Yeah, August 1st, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody will be wearing it this weekend. Um, yep. Sometime next week, you'll be when able to get it from a dealer. It just depends where you live and how fast it gets to you. When, is, when can tits get it? Not anytime soon. Okay. Yeah, tits is a low priority. Right. All right. Dealers first, always. Right. So, dealers. like, yes. it'll be available online August 1, though, for guys to buy. Next Monday, if you go online and try to order it, yep. yes, you okay. go to order it. Right. Uh, your local dealer, we're going to get it there as soon as we have six warehouses across the country, which helps. Uh, usually, it's one day shipping everywhere. So, when is it going up on week? flyracing.com? Technically Friday, okay. But podcast secret: if you go on there Thursday night, you're going to see it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fantastic. So here's our chat with Dan Plant from the Rion Factory uh, for the for the new Formula helmet. I came. It's still new. We still say it's new. Formula helmet. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's like six months old. Yeah. Yeah. It's new. Yeah. It's great. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate JT. Thank you for for everything. Um, for the whole media thing. And next year we're doing yeah, Vegas, you. so that's that'll be awesome. Death Valley. Yeah. It definitely won't be there. We're, we're going somewhere else. It right. won't be there. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Here's Dan Plant talking about Rion and the new Formula Fly Racing Helmet. Thanks, everybody. All right. And now, as promised, on the second half of the uh, 2020 Fly Summer Camp launch, here we are in the uh, Residence Inn in downtown Boise. And uh, something, Chris Kiefer's with me, of course. Kiefer. Um, Hello. 
big uh, exciting news for the guys that fly last year was the release of the Formula Helmet. Yep. They've done a great job with it. I absolutely love it. It's a huge step up over the uh, the F2. And um, for many reasons um, that, that we've talked about on the show with JT and yourself and myself and everything else over the years, uh, or over the year, I should say, that the helmet's been out, it, it's been interesting to talk about the tech and talk about how helmets are stepping up. But our guest is really the man that, it, he, that, that we'll know about it. He's a real PhD, yeah, actually. Way smarter uh, than us. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the developer of the Rion uh, technology, Dan Plant. What's up, Dan? How are you, man? Yeah, hi. It's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, Dan Plant here. I founded Rion Labs, and I've been invited out here to the 2020 launch, so thanks for that. How, how is it so far? You wrote today and everything? You liked it? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what? It's been, a, it's been a dream come true for me, actually, this whole program and this project, but uh, riding today out there in the you know, in the heat, in the, in in the, the desert. Boys. Yeah, it's really, fun. it's really fun. You guys, yeah, we're from UK, so you guys have got so much space out here. Yeah, it's just a different level. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been really fun to come. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so briefly, without getting into, in, too much into it, I guess give our listeners a little bit. And JT's told us about you also on the show. Show sure thing. But give us a little bit of your background. Uh, obviously, you're a moto enthusiast through and through, which is cool. But um, how'd you get into this whole thing? So I got into this uh, many years ago. I've been riding bikes since seven. Mm-hmm. Actually started off in trials, trials bikes, uh, developing that skill there. Yep. And then crossing over into moto, a uh, little bit of quad, but mainly moto. Yep. Uh, predominantly doing motocross, tiny bit of supercross, and a bit of enduro. Yep. Uh, in Mainly in UK and around Europe. Did you go to Hawkstone and all those GPs yeah, growing up I've and everything? To, yeah, I've been to all of those. Thorpe was your guy, cheering on, yeah, cheering yeah. on Thorpe and Nickel yeah. and all those guys? Thorpe, that's yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good pull. Thorpe was a legend. Yeah. So we've got, you know, Hawkston Park and Mathley Basin. Yep. We've got some good tracks over there, actually. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a very different setup to here. Yeah. I mean, uh, we get some pretty choppy ruts and it's, you know, yeah. knee deep in water. Often. Which is the track, uh, there's a photo, an epic photo of Joe Bay jumping over a guy's head in a sand pit. Yeah, that, is I that, think that is Hawkstone Park. Is that Hawkstone? Okay, yeah. yeah there's, a big, great. there's a big kind of, we, we'd call it a bomb hole, yep. like a big bomb hole. Yep. And it rides along. And then it goes up this wall. Okay. It's a real climb. Yeah. It's a real climb. Great photo. Yeah. Uh, some real great tracks uh, over there. And uh, yeah, I think Hawkson's one that climbs up the hill off That's the start. It, right. Right. Yeah. Super high. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, in your, in, you know, you love moto. You've been into moto. Uh, somewhere along the line, um, you know, you decided to develop this Rion technology. Yeah. So. You know, one day I was riding motocross. It was actually a super hot day. And um, I was like, it was so hot, I thought I might not wear the armor that I'd got, yep. you know, way back in the day. And actually, as it happened, I, 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 I did wear the armor. But I got into a wreck on a tabletop. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know from a tabletop, you can't really tell where you're going to land when you when you take off. Mm-hmm. So I took off, and I, I landed just in a, in a pile of bikes. <laughs> and the, the next bike behind me actually put a foot peg up my back. Okay. And so I, was, I got away with it that day, um, but I was pretty lucky I was wearing some body armor that day. And I just thought, you know, I'm a good engineer. I can do something better. Yeah. So these these things sometimes start from, sure. you know, being a keen engineer, being a really keen material scientist, you know, being passionate yeah. about a sport. And actually... You know, if we could make, if we can make protective equipment light, breathable, almost invisible, uh-huh. and make sure you are wearing it when you should, mm-hmm. then then we can protect more people. It's a big energy absorption thing, right? Because I mean, that's what you looked at as far as like a concept of like, hey, yeah, right. We're taking so, a blow, and how do we disperse it? How do we absorb that? How do we make it so the user doesn't feel it? 
Yeah, exactly right. So, so the whole Rion concept is based around a, a synergy of two things, really marrying two things together. One of those is the material science. Mm-hmm. So, so I've developed a new polymer that's, you know, it, it's relatively soft and flexible. And then when you impact it, it shear stiffens and goes harder. Mm-hmm. But moreover, it's completely active. So depending on the, the loading that you give it, it damps more or shears more. Okay. And then we've, we've, we've combined that with a unique geometry. So actually, if you look at any of our parts, they have a unique geometry that kind of folds in on itself. Mm-hmm. And, and those, those geometries are called auxetic geometries, and they give, they give it a further boost. Okay. Early on, did you think about motorcycle racing and helmets, or did you... I, I understand it was a little bit of military stuff, police uh, Yeah, so... Early I mean, on? I mean, I did a lot of testing, you know, in high-speed ballistics. Yeah. I did my PhD actually looking at um, looking at protecting the weak and fragile hips okay. of osteoporosis patients. Okay. So, so actually, at the time, my, my grand had fallen down, broken a hip, and I just wondered if we could do something yeah. better. And I managed to to gain a gain a grant from the NHS who sponsored that work. So we learned a lot about trying to protect people in unique situations, yep. either very high speed impacts or low speed impacts. Yep. And it's given us a good grounding to try and understand, you know, where these materials can be deployed. Right. We actually pre- predominantly um, we're looking at limbs and joints, and we do we do a lot of that work. Yep. So you know, uh, back protectors, knee protectors, hip protectors, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, one day I was actually uh, lucky enough to to um, have some grant funding looking at um, how people truly fall off in the real world mm-hmm. and looking at road safety. It was actually a government-sponsored program. And there we actually said, you know, helmets are the most important thing here. Where might there be some shortfalls? Yep. How do you really crash in the real world? Yep. What, what is testing doing today? Yep. How can we actually start to make helmets safer in the real world? And so that's yeah. how this whole program starts. From point A to the final product, how long did that take you, approximately? So, in terms of the flight formula program, yes, um, it was a it, it was a pretty long time. I'd say that was about two years. So we were really it was a real joy actually working with Jerry and his team at, at Fly Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than trying to kind of shoehorn something in that might not work, they actually took a kind of quite holistic approach yep. and said, you know, you know, Jerry kind of said, "Well, I can see what you can do, Dan. Actually, you know, if we had a blank piece of paper now, what would we do? Yeah. How could how could we really?" move this forwards yeah. and so we came up with this kind of inside out philosophy we came up with you know the piece we're, we're really trying to protect here is is the brain the brain is obviously encapsulated by the skull yep. and then we have an interstitial layer which is the rion mm-hmm. which can cope with you know low g and high g impacts and also to some extent help the helmet decouple mm-hmm. from the skull for those rotational pieces okay and then it went out through the you know the multiple density cone head eps yeah and then obviously the lightweight shell so it's really a kind of vision on how can you yeah. how can you create this helmet that will work better in the real world, mm-hmm. work work over a larger dynamic range, work for those low speed impacts, work for those high speed impacts. It's funny how ten years I get we had the same design. A liner, an EPS, a shell, 
and either had a hard EPS and a, and a soft shell or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that was the standard for, for a long 50 time. years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, helmet standards have not changed in, no. in really two decades. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a little bit of a, a divergence, you know, between ECE and, and DOT and SNELP, yeah, and SNELP maybe yeah. the energies that are going into them. But typically, you're, you're testing a, we, we always laugh, we, we always say you're testing a disembodied head form. So it's just yeah. the falling head. Yep. And you're testing them in, in really a linear way. Mm-hmm. So this, this head form is, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a good approach. It's the right shape. It's the right weight. It's a good amount of energy going into it. Yep. But you're always just dropping it straight down and measuring, uh, you know, measuring yep. what's happening. Right. And we just sat back and said, you know, that's just not how you crash. Yep. That's just not. And we've all crashed. Really Jeez, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not so, falling directly from the sky straight on our heads. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we, we, we kind of joke and say, you know, by the time your head's fallen off, it's too late anyway. So, <laughs> so this is just not the way to test yeah. helmets. Yeah. So our approach was really looking at, you know, could we test helmets at a lower speed? Should we test helmets at an even higher speed? Yep. Should we make sure they're safe across that whole range? Should we test helmets, you know, attached to a neck, attached to a body? Mm-hmm and actually really try and represent the body how it crashes. And yep. So that was our approach. That was the whole... That's a, yeah, and, and I mean, that's a good one for sure. It seems like the helmet world, like you said, for two decades, there was not a lot of advancement. There wasn't a lot going on. It's cool to see Fly and other companies have stepped forward and been like, let's take a look at this here, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really stepping up a yep. rate. Um, there's been a lot of change recently. There's been a few key people really talking about, you know, oblique or, or, or rotational protection yeah it's you know things are really moving forwards right and i think i think it's helped a lot by actually different test methods around the world yeah so so you know typically in ec and snell you're dropping a head form mm-hmm. but actually if you just look over here in the u.s actually head form testing is is pretty advanced yeah so the nfl have been putting a bunch of money into how you test helmets they use a a hybrid three head and a neck on a slider and represent the body. And actually, we, we just took a little bit of a leap out of how the NFL test. Mm-hmm. We took a little bit of a leap out of how ice hockey test. And just trying to wrap it all together mm-hmm. in, in something that would, would make sense for right. us. I was there last year for the launch yeah. of the formula. And it's cool to see the actual piece in your hand. They gave us a little sample. And for those of you guys that didn't read this up on, on our site, yeah. we put this up on our site. Is well, It's still available online, too. Yes. Yeah, formula. You uh, have this lead ball, and he has it right here. Yeah. And you, when you put it on this thing right here, it's it's they say it's like suspension, but it's almost like a, a gummy, and it just deadens the blow. It doesn't bounce. You know, yep. and then you have these other pieces, and you see the ball bounce. So yep. it's really taken a lot of the blow. It's just—I mean, obviously, it's just a ball, but you can see what it what it does with the inertia. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really nice piece just to talk about. This is our kind of uh, point of sale box, if you like. Yep. And, and really, there, what we were trying to do is really show our technology off, um, how it could work at different speeds of impact. And you're absolutely right. You know, you can take that that pretty heavy steel ball and drop it. And there's just very little rebound. Yep. So it's just not bouncing back at all. And our approach with this part was, 
you know, we want it to absorb linear energy, but we also want it to fold over yep. uh, and absorb this shear energy. But what we want out of that layer is to really always be absorbing energy. So it doesn't matter whether it's a low-speed impact. Yeah. You're just trying to absorb the energy in the right way. Right. So you can feel these parts. You know, they're, they're, actually, they're actually pretty squidgy. And so for a low-speed impact, they're pretty squidgy. And then actually, if you give them a flick, they stiffen up. Right. And it's really that dynamic effects. Yeah. And so you want them to work at low speed and at high speed. And it's just a really good demo for that. I, I would put it probably more akin to we're all we're all uh, motor guys here, but it's a bit like you know the suspension on your bike. Mm-hmm. You want it to work through the whoops, mm-hmm. but actually you also want it to work through those little little bumps through the yeah. corners. Sharp. Yeah. And then you really want it to work on that triple. So you want that whole, whole right. range. What kind of experimentation did you do with how many of those and how big they are? Uh, there must be a formula or a science to that, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, certainly we we've been looking at helmets for a good long while. Now. I, I would bet. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, you know, certainly our, our rig's been running for a good, a good four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we probably put um, about you know 150, 200,000 pounds worth of helmets through our through yep. our rig. And really, really, what you want to be doing there is really understanding yep. what's 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 going on. And so we've got a good feeling now for you know what you might want to do in in each direction. Mm-hmm. In fact, these these parts are actually engineered to give you a different. Um, a different effect in each direction. Oh, so okay. certainly yeah, yeah. For, a, for a sagittal plane impact, for a full front impact, you'd want them to behave in a certain way, yeah. an oblique impact. For a kind of crown linear impact, you'd want them to behave in a different mm-hmm. way. And so we've been doing a lot of work studying studying that yeah. and trying to understand what's happening, not only in the real world, um, you know, out there actually with riders, yeah. measuring what's going on, but back in the lab, reconstructing accidents, trying to work out what's going on mm-hmm. and then moreover actually then modeling what we do mm-hmm. in the lab and taking that one stage further and actually recording the translational kinematics of the head mm-hmm. and then actually running those through a brain model to try and actually really start yeah. to understand what's happening inside your head right uh, for me Kiefer uh, this is great technology and I read about it and it's mm. awesome but putting the formula on I mean, it's the the weight is amazing. That to me, it's so light. The lack of weight. The lack of weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's amazing. The, 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 it's so light, and certainly over the years, different brands have been heavy. Yeah. And you pick it up, and you're like, why is this so heavy? It must be better, or, or heavy must be better. You equate a heavy to sturdy to protective. You know what I mean? But it seems like no, we got to get them lighter. We yeah. Get and I've lighter. and I've actually worn helmets that are I felt too light and it like wouldn't do anything for me. You yeah. know, so there's like a happy medium, but. I'm sure you can elaborate on this more, but when you have a, a heavier helmet, you have more energy rolling around, and that could also hurt. So um, I guess explain some of yeah. that, too, for the people, because that's a big question yeah, that we sure get. Yeah, thing. I mean, one of the things we did with, with the formula was, was to try and really add this, what we call dynamic performance, without adding weight. So if you add bulk or weight, mm-hmm. the, the physics, just it just comes to you. So if you have a bigger helmet that, that weighs more and is, is, is much larger on your head, you've got more time to slow that energy okay. down. Yeah. So actually having a bigger helmet you know, generally leads to a safer helmet. And we, we've seen some brands take that approach. Yep. I think the unique thing with the formula is we took a lot of time to optimize the Rion components in there mm-hmm. so that they'd really, really start to work in this unique way. 
and then actually moreover it gave us an advantage to because the real elements are near your head you can then actually make the EPS even lighter. Ah, okay. So reducing the density of the EPS. Yeah. Well, we, we went through a number of rounds of optimizing and reducing I that. would bet, right? Because you're yeah. trying to find that happy medium or the happy light Exactly weight. right. Yeah. Exactly right. And normally, um, in a helmet, you've only really got a kind of one-dimensional lever to pull. Normally, all you can do in a helmet is you, you can add a little bit of geometry to the EPS, but it doesn't, it doesn't do so much. It uh-huh. changes global density. Or you can just change the density of EPS. That's your one that, lever. That's it, yeah. So once, you, once you've done the tooling and the CAD in your set, all you, the only real tuning item you've got is to, is to pull this one density lever. Right. Having, a, having multiple systems in there, yep. we, could tune, we could tune how the Rion works, the stiffness of the Rion. We could actually then go in and tune how the two densities of the EPS would work together. Yeah. And so you really get this system kind yeah. of running all yep. the way through. Yeah. And you, you From initial impact to exactly the right. end of the absorption exactly or the end right. of the... Yeah. Exactly right. And, and you know, nothing's for free here. You've just got to do the hard yards. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, if you go too soft on the inner EPS, then actually you can end up with a, a completely different phenomenon. Actually, in the industry, we call this tunneling. Okay. And so you can imagine that your head's relatively stiff. At a certain point, the head form or the head actually digs into the EPS, mm. makes a kind of burrow. Oh. And then, the, and then the helmet actually grabs hold of that and flings it back. Uh, oh, really? So if you so if you go too far, it yeah. actually makes things yeah. worse yeah. for you. Right. Right. And what we found with the real elements is they then help, help spread the load against the lighter density EPS yeah. and help start to prevent that. Oh, okay. So, so it's, a pretty, it's, it's kind of just optimizing these things together. I mean, yeah. we're pretty proud of that helmet. Um, yeah. we, drove, we drove some of the people mad optimizing it. You know, we went through multiple yeah, rounds of yeah. testing before we let it go. But ultimately, you know, uh, we've got 60 grams of Rion in there and, and we still ended up with like a one, 1. 1.2 yep. kilo helmet. So it's pretty light. Now we saw, oh sorry, uh, we saw some independent testing from the guys that fly. They released it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, were you shocked? And you can name names if you want or whatever, but were you shocked at some of the names that came in at, for high speed and low speed that weren't as good anywhere near the formula or, or the other higher end brands? I mean, because look at myself, looking at those numbers, I was like, oh. Oh boy! Like and, the, and you know. with helmets that we thought were really good, you know, growing yeah. up. Gro- yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've we've just done a big independent review of all of these helmets, and and I think the world's changing. Yeah. So so certainly, you know, as I was describing before, with this one lever to pull. Yeah. Then generally you can only tune it one way, <laughs> and so typically if you want to tune a helmet to a you know we call it standoff distance, but if you want to have a very thin helmet and you still say want to want to have it pass. Snell, yep. then typically it's got to be pretty dense. Yep. And what that means is that you know the high speed impacts is going to work a treat, but you mm-hmm. can only optimize in one location. One or the other, right. Exactly yeah. right. So then if you're going to bring that down to the low G impacts, mm-hmm. then it, it just can't perform as well. Because yep. we've only got one lever to yep. pull. Yep. If you were then going to pull the EPS density down, then you can get it. You, you can move that window. You can get it working at the low speed, low speed impacts. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's really just a matter of taking the time to optimize these things. Yep. And you know, if you if you design the system with you know more complex elements in it, dynamic elements like the Rion near the skull, different densities of different densities of EPS, then you can start to get a helmet that you know isn't overly large, yep. only weighs 1.2 kilos, mm-hmm. and will work at low speeds right. and will work for rotation. 
acceleration and will work at high speed. So it's really trying to get a helmet that will... You don't know how you're going to crash, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's really trying to get a helmet that will work in the real world. Is there... In a motocross crash, the crashes that you've looked at, you've studied, what percent are low speed and what percent are high speed? And is there a dividing G-force line and do racers, are we in the middle of that or, or, or only the extreme crashes like me that one time? High speed a ten stuff. foot double, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, where are we at in motocross as far as high speed and low speed? What's the definitions? Of that? I mean, I, I think we're, we're trending towards the medium to low. Yep. And I think I think you've got a different thing here, which is if you look at like a, a MotoGP helmet, mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be used at high speed. Yep. The FIM have come up with their own test method for that. It's at eight inches per second. It's on an oblique anvil. You know, there's nowhere yep. to hide in, in that method. But if you actually take you know the sport that we love, you've got you've got another factor coming in there, which is the surface so what are you going to be hitting yep. and, and actually you know some dirt can be pretty soft some dirt can be pretty hard mm-hmm. so, so it all depends what you're going to be hitting really. yep. it's, ultimately you can imagine yourself flying through the air you're worried about your brain you've got your skull to try and help it and then yep. you've got this helmet and it's only got so much space to do what it does but actually if it's hitting soft snow or mud mm-hmm. that'll, that'll help reduce the force yep. if it's hitting some you know some blue groove or some really hard yep. track Right. You know, it's like concrete. So actually, they can be pretty, pretty hard impacts. Yeah. But I, I put them to, you know, middle, middle to low. Okay. I think the other piece that's, you know, really important in in MX is, you know, we all fall off, right? We yeah, it's going to happen. We don't expect not to fall off, right? I mean, I fell off once today. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I kind of doing my own helmet testing here, but you know, it's a little low side. I got out. There's, there's no big shakes at all. Yeah. But actually, if you if you consider the last 20 times you fell off a bike, there'll have just been some funny, goofy little things. Mostly, yeah. Yeah, and it would have yep. been important that they, they, they work there. Right. But also, there's that time where you don't even expect it. You're riding in the woods, you're hauling along at, you know, 25, 30 mile an hour, and actually, a branch hits you in the head. Right, smack. You can't even get ready for it. Yeah. It's just a bam. Yep. It's a glancing blow. That branch isn't moving. And so, you know, things yep. like that can yep. be a pretty yep. pretty hard impact. Right. So, so I think I think you're, you know, m- middle range to low. Yep. But I think I think it's the... It's just how often people crash in MX. Yeah. We all go out expecting to crash. If you're a, if you're a you know, weekend warrior on the road, you don't expect ever to crash. Yep. So what, we, what we're finding is actually you know, the, the motocross and supercross guys, if you actually look at you know, the industry, they're pretty well switched on. Um, all of my concussions, I had three of them over my course of my time, have all been low-speed yeah. concussions. And two of those were in an older Showy, thinking, you know, because I grew up, Showy was the the best helmet you yeah, could get. Right. Yep. And I always wondered why I was getting these concussions when I had the best helmet. You know, I just wanted these swaps, low, sp- low side, high yep. side, smack the back of my head, concussed. Yeah. And uh, I started learning more and more about all this technology. So the question that I get a lot and this, this, this is a lot, is 6D came on board with their technology and kind of changed a lot of the way helmet technology was being brought to us. Yes. Now we have this. Yep. How do the two match, not match up, but I guess how do they differ? Yeah, okay. So that's really a, a two-pronged question. Yep. There was first the you know, discussion on you know, maybe a Japanese brand that, that's, that's meeting Snell with a high-density EPS. And actually, if you're crashing in something like that, and it's just a small blow, what you might find is that that 
EPS can't start to crush at all, and so it's just not absorbing any energy. And so this is why, you know, really for MX, you might want a, a medium to lower. And actually, 6D have been telling this story for a, for a good long while. Yeah. It's that medium, medium to low speed. Second part of your question there is really, you know, I mean, what's the difference between what we're doing and what, what 6D are doing? I mean, 6D have been really paving the way here, really trying to trying to talk about their, their uh, in, you know unique system within a helmet, allowing sheer and low speed. Right. Effectively, I mean, you know, on the surface of things, they they appear to be very similar technologies. They're addressing that dynamic range, low speed impact, high speed impact, and they're also addressing the rotational component. I think what makes us different is we we just try and do it smarter in a smaller package and it's it's my belief that if you're going to add some active components let's call these act, these real components are effectively active they're dynamic they can work differently at different speeds they can work differently in different directions if you're going to add those dynamic components why not add them as close to your head as we can right because actually that's where i truly think they can make the most difference so trying to optimize this system if you're going to add you know 60 grams of our material let's let's get it as close to the head as we can it helps airflow it helps fit but actually it allows us to decouple that helmet and allow the harder rigid shell to move around and then our elements can do their job absorbing energy you know the way they need to and then moreover i think these elements are compliant so if you if you kind of look back at really super high-end helmets and we've, we've all seen them but if you go and look at motor gp or you look at some of the, the really high-end helmets in nfl they're all custom yeah. You go in, you get your yeah. head scanned, they fit you perfectly. And with these compliant elements, you can get a really good fit. So we're holding the helmet on your head mm-hmm. with the compliant rion elements. It's fitting well. It's where it should be. And so actually, there's a real piece here about comfort and fit and just getting that right. right. And having pushing the EPS back and having that compliant element, uh, I believe, really helps. So it's really those two things. It's really having a dynamic part that can help for linear and rotation, and then um, also having the energy-absorbing cells really close to the head. It's funny because... uh I always write articles about testing helmets and do, and I test a lot of them and I wear a lot of them. And I, I, I think technology is helmet technology is like religion. There's all different kinds of religion. You have all these different <laughs> kinds of technologies, but you got to go with one that you believe in. And to me, when I went and saw this whole thing last year, yeah. it just made me really. I believe in this stuff. You know, have I crashed in a Formula helmet? Yes, but was it major? No. How do you know until you do it, right? And so as a consumer, that's what we have to do is like, here, here's the technology. You have a guy like this and really trying to spread it out there. I just like the fact that we're doing something different in helmets. Right. And people are trying. People are looking at it. It's 2019. We're trying something new. We're looking at it from a new direction and trying to, you know, be safe to everybody. Like, we didn't do anything forever, right? And now we are. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's a great time to be doing stuff like this. The world's yep. changing. Yep. You know, people are talking about multiple brain injury a load more. Yep. 
people know that you know in these you know subconcussive events one plus one really right. equals ten. Right. You know the you know our, our brain health is is truly important. The um, are you proud of it? You proud of that finished helmet? You, yeah, you stoked I mean, on everything you've done. Yeah, we're, we're pretty stoked with it to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it was was a real dream come true project. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pretty quiet about how much MX I rode when I first started oh, working yeah. with Fly. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll kind of keep that one in the background because <laughs> yeah. this needs to be quite a professional relationship. And then, and then as we got working with some of the characters there, just how open they were to try something. Yeah. You know, it was it was, it was really good. Jim right. and his team were just a real joy to work with. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, getting the opportunity to, you know, um, you know, go and benchmark a whole bunch of helmets and actually mm-hmm. see where we've got to. Yep. It was really insightful. So, uh, so that was that was really fun. Um, ultimately, where I think we've got to is, is something to be proud of. I mean, this this really is the next generation helmet. We've done a bunch of be- benchmarking here. Yep. We, we we know it's well up there on safety, but actually to provide that level of safety in a super light tight package, yeah. almost one of the lightest in class. You know, it's it's a good thing. It's a comfortable helmet, man. It's really good. Yeah, they definitely knocked the. Knock the ball out of the park with that one. Well, hey, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for educating us. Yeah, yeah. thank you for designing something that you know yeah. save all of our heads. Yeah, no, so. we're, we're proud to do it. Yeah, thanks for it, time. It, it's been great. So thanks very much, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as the Bad Boy Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. 
seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and-